so amazed that I'm sitting here. <laughs> um, before we uh, go any further, I'm very, I'm unwell right now. I'm not doing well at all. And so this is actually an emotional support podcast episode. <laughs> you know how people have emotional support dogs? <laughs> this is an emotional support podcast. Um, and really my goal with it, guys, I'm going through a weird season with sound where I keep getting the sound levels wrong. I'm just looking at my laptop and I'm lowering the gain slightly. I just, uh, anyway, um, just lower the gain slightly. I hope that these levels are better. If they're not, we'll all have to live because today, today is not the day. <laughs> today is not the day. Um, I came to the pod today, despite how I'm feeling. Uh, let me tell you how I'm feeling. I'm sick. Um, I'm in the middle of an endo flare. And I came to the pod, despite feeling this way, because I just need to hear my own voice. Thinking through and processing through what's happening and encouraging myself. Anyone who follows me on my personal page, which most of you do if you've heard about this pod because I've been very secretive about it. Um, on my Instagram page, you know I have endometriosis and I'm sure I've mentioned it in another podcast episode. And I am in the middle of a flare. I went to Cape Town. I had, I quit, I've quit um, sugar and I drink significantly less than I used to. I have a typical quote weekly quota of like two drinks a week and I'm like that's okay for me it keeps it presents me from getting inflammation because the rest of the time I'm eating really healthy I don't eat fried foods I don't eat processed grains I, I don't eat anything um even like chips because they're fried anything that has sugar except peanut butter that's the only thing I left in my diet that has sugar and there's one more thing that I can't think of right now so I do a lot of things and I meditate and I exercise. I'm working with a biokineticist who's helping me get my activity levels up. I am really working on sleep hygiene. I do so many things, right? I work a four-day work week because I need to keep stress at bay. And that's one of the ways in which I do it because I have a tendency to overwork. So I've got many things that I'm doing to manage this illness. Um, anyone who follows me, I'm, well... You know what? I love getting tips and I love getting suggestions from people, but I've done a lot of research into this illness. And right now I'm not open for advice because I'm sharing um, that I'm struggling emotionally. And when I'm in this space, I don't want advice. I want sympathy, empathy. I want hugs, right? So um, I'm really recording this because I'm thinking through what, what does it mean? I, I don't know. I'm thinking a bit about like, what does it mean to be the person that I came to this world to be and yet be saddled with a chronic illness because it's shit, guys. It is shit. I live most of my life, and maybe this is why I'm in this situation, right, where I, I live most of my life so dynamic, working hard, like achieving big things, and it partly swung me into burnout, and I've burnt out more than once in my career. And I can say that my first burnout event actually happened in uni, when I was at Harvard, pulling all-nighters, I would pull at least one all-nighter a week. It was, you know, very demanding. And 
I've always been a person who just like works hard, right? And there, like the work doesn't end. So um, I burnt out first then, then I burnt out at JP Morgan, then I burnt out at McKinsey twice, and then um, here I am, right? And I, I think I may have created this illness for myself. I know that it's also spiritual um, because I was off track and there's nothing like a chronic illness to bring you back on track. Ask anyone who's been diagnosed with one. It really brings your life into stark relief. So I kind of know why I'm here, right? But I'm also like, I hate that I'm here, right? And, and it feels like shit that it's like, you know, you learn your lesson, but now you have, you're, you're living with the lesson forever. It's not like you get to sit down, write the exam and then the lesson is done. And then everyone's like, oh, great, babe. She got the lesson. She doesn't have to have endometriosis anymore. Now I have this thing, right? My symptoms are a lot better than they used to be, but they're still pretty shit. Like I'm in pain a lot of the time and it doesn't really let up because when I'm on my period or I'm ovulating, I'm in pain. And then randomly in the middle of the month, anything can happen and I'm in pain. Back pain, you know, pelvic pain. Uh, right now, what I have is gastro. I'm in a gastro flare-up. I went to Cape Town. So I was sharing what my protocol is because I went to Cape Town and I broke my protocol because I was kikiing. <laughs> Silly me. I think I kind of forgot that I don't have the luxury of kikiing anymore. Let me move my laptop away. You guys know my guans with my laptop. Bye, baby. She's starting to whir. So I now need to, like, put the mic far away. That's why you can see the little mic now um, from the laptop. And today's just not a day where I have the energy to, like, focus on optics. But here, I think I've hidden it well enough. So, um, oh, I went to Cape Town. I had dessert one, I feel like I can say one and a half times. Because I shared a dessert a bread and butter pudding the one day and then the other day I shared a cheesecake bad idea obviously because look at me now the other thing that I did was that I drank way more than I ever drink here like the first day I drank um then I think I drank three other days but on the three other days I drank I just had one drink um and because I was like oh, you're doing dicey things Tinge and now I'm here in Joburg and I'm in a flare and it is shit, guys. Like, um, these are the symptoms I used to have at Harvard and at JP Morgan. And actually, I had them again at McKinsey. Um, and it caused me to be diagnosed with gastritis, which is a common complication of endometriosis. And um, I have intense stomach cramps. I have had diarrhea, you know, several times this week and... I'm nauseated a lot. Today, I had zero appetite. So I just had to force myself to eat because a girl needs energy. And um, it's been hard. I've been struggling to sleep and I couldn't work out. And it's the kind of pain that will have you like ready to cry. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the fuck is this life, right? And well, I, I know what I was doing as a soul, right? Partly, 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 partly. I know what I was doing as a soul um, by opening myself up to end up with a chronic illness like this because without it, I wouldn't have pivoted my life as significantly as I have. And I think I would not have developed the relationship I have with my body that I do now. Um, like developing a, the softening, the softening that has happened 
because I've had to tune in so acutely to my body's experience so that I can be there for my body and not do stupid things like trying to muscle through and ignoring the pain that I'm in and gaslighting myself about how bad and how hard it is um, and trying to insist on having the same career that I had before. I mean, I was diagnosed with endo after I'd left McKinsey and I'd already started Kuva Performance, my business. But, you know, there are certain options that don't feel like viable options for me. And I wish they were, right? There's a part of me that's like... um, I don't know, wishing that at some point things could get to like a low-lying remission level and I could have the life I thought I was going to have and be the person I once was. But that that hun is gone. I think she's gone. No matter how much I grow and evolve and expand and feel like I'm learning lessons and honoring my body, you know, really making choices that move me towards light, um, I don't think those earn me uh, recovery from this illness. Um, I think all that I have on the table, certainly that I can see right now, is just mitigation of you know a pretty tough set of symptoms and ongoing management. And I I do feel a lot better now than I did before. I'm on a lot of supplements. I, you know everything that I've mentioned that I'm doing, all of it is working. Right. I'm, I have a much better life now than I had before. I was bedridden last year. This time last year, like for the whole of December, I didn't leave my bed. And so not the whole of December, but you know, the whole of December break, which was like two, almost three weeks. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I'm living with this thing and it's shit. Um, and I'm being reminded again that these are the limitations we live with. And at the same time, I came from my year end today and at my year end, I was having a conversation with a guy there who was asking me about my business. I usually do a lot of the asking questions because I I love hearing about people learning about their lives. But he was asking me a lot of questions. And it was so interesting to hear myself speaking so passionately about my work, about why I'm doing it, about my vision for my business, about, about the contribution that I think it's important that I make in the world. The reason that I work so hard to support leaders because we are, you know, the first generation of born free blacks, certainly, you know, my age. And um, that's not the case in South Africa. And um, which, you know, make up a good chunk of my clients. I've got quite an international business, but a lot of them are South Africans. And like, this is what our parents' generation fought for, for most African countries and, you know, people in that, in the diaspora. We're like the first generation of people in the workplace who are getting to realize our parents' dreams and have opportunities to lead at a level that they weren't allowed to at our age, right? They only got their um, chance in the sun, in the economy, you know, as much more mature adults, right? But we got to start our careers here. And it's so important to me that I am just giving us the best shot to be fucking badass, right? In this beautiful world. And my work is important and I care about it and I'm good at it and I'm so motivated to do it. And my clients need it and my clients 
love it. And there are so many more people that I want to reach. And yet, and so hearing myself speak as I was driving home, I was just like, I'm fighting for this business. Like hearing how passionate and excited and sold out and aligned and revolution. You know, I felt like I was Martin Luther King Jr., right? Like standing on a podium saying, I have a dream that every black person gets to be in a career and feel confident, empowered, highly skilled, have access to opportunity, embody their personal power, overcome their limitations, and be the bright fucking light that black people have not been allowed to be, that they get to be in their lifetime. That is my vision, right? And I felt so galvanized. And then I'm driving home. There's things that I'm working on in my business right now um, around, you know, scaling, getting a more sustainable cash flow model, blah, blah, blah. Because my business is growing and it's great, but, you know, more is needed, right? Um, for the life that I, you know, I want to live. And I mean, look at this house, right? Like who's going to pay for it? (laughs) So, you know, there are things we need to do. And, um, I just, you know, left feeling so galvanized and I was like, I'm going to fight for this business. Like I am fighting for my right to be fucking amazing and to do this work because this work is needed. Universe, you are coming here right now and we are sitting together. We, I was going to bang on the table, but that would be too loud for you. But we are going to sit together and we're going to figure this out. What is the plan? What are the things that I can pull together? What opportunities need to come my way that you're going to bring and open up and I'm going to say yes to? What fucking capacity in me do I need to have so that I can drive this vision? And yes, I don't need to change change the world, right? I'm not saying that I need to serve like 500 African leaders and you know, uh, know that I've had a, an impact in that way. Like already my podcast has surpassed those numbers, right? I'm reaching so many people globally who are really valuing the Bun Leaders podcast and it is really impacting them, right? And supporting them in their leadership. So already like 500, I mean, we've done that, right? So it's not about numbers, but it's about a life that feels meaningful to me, has me able to do things that I feel hamstrung in being able to do because of this beautiful little body of mine and my little uterus and my nervous system and my immune system and all of the associated systems that are complicated, that have experienced complication and compromise due to the fact that I have endometriosis. I'm also a human design non-energy being, which means I don't have a defined sacral center. I am a manifester. And uh, that means that I don't have sustaining energy. So already on top of having endometriosis, partly why I ended up getting endometriosis is because I didn't know that I'm a non-energy being. And so I was powering through and working hard all the time. Yet actually, now that I learn about my energy type, I understand that we actually aren't, you know, meant to work constantly. We work in bursts, we execute projects, we work, we create these dynamic things. And then we need like lower buzzing or humming activity before our next big creation, right? And so there's all this stuff um, that's involved in me having the life that I want to have and me being who I am Um, and the limitations that I obviously chose as a soul because there is something that I wanted to learn in this life. Now, what is the fucking thing that I wanted to learn in this life? You can hear it in my voice. I'm so frustrated. But what is the thing that I wanted to learn in this life? I know that part of the thing I wanted to learn was deeper trust and partnership with the universe at the same time as 
I am embodying independence and self-ownership and self-direction. Because like I mentioned in a previous podcast episode, I wanted in in the previous life, I was a shaman and um, I belonged to the universe. And in this lifetime, I wanted to be free. I wanted to have more agency. I wanted to make my own choices, right? Because when you are, you know, the oracle of your of your community and you are the spiritual guide and you're ordained into that role at birth um you just have no agency right so i i knew i know that i wanted to choose that i also understand that i've come with big energy with big dreams and big things i want to impact and i think possibly one of the things that i might be trying to experiment and play around with in this life is um how do I have impact without pushing hard the way that the world and this material realm has defined impact and value creation and um, I think what a worthy career is, etc. right? And I think my career is worthy, right? So I'm not like, because I, I'm not working as much as others, I'm less worthy. No. What I'm struggling with is how do I do this thing and have the impact that I want to have when I am hamstrung by a limited body, right? I don't think it's possible for me to work nine to five. Most, a lot of women who have endometriosis um, do end up having to do something that is kind of part-time. Um, I still know people who have endometriosis who work full-time, and I love that for them. Power to them. I wish I wish I was them, but I'm not, right? I have the body that I have now. How do I honor my body and still achieve these big dreams? And I'm like, then why do I have these big dreams if I can't realize them? So there must be something that my soul is trying to figure out around um, having impact and my dreams coming true, having a life that feels abundant and meaningful and living at a very low level, low level of activity relative to what I expected to. Now low, who knows what that looks like, right? Right now I'm working four days a week, but I have a lot of disruption. Like week to week, I don't know what my week is going to look like. That's my reality, Um, I feel like I walk a tightrope and sometimes there is absolutely no explanation for why I'm in pain right now. I can kind of trace it to my Cape Town trip and I'm mad at myself for, you know, swinging myself into a flare. But I also understand that I've always traveled in a certain way and I fell into a pattern and I'm human, right? Like it was my first time being on vacation since getting diagnosed. And there's a whole catch up that is me realizing now as I sit here that I can't vacation the way that I used to. Like, you know, I I, I can't. And I don't have, I don't have runway, (laughs) right? My runway is a ramp, right? It's like a wheelchair ramp, a very short one. And so I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking through right now. I'm trying to, you know, I, I came here because I wanted to sort of process through this And like, at the same time, try and like rise up with, well, what then? I don't know if there's a what then, right? I don't know if this conversation is the one that like leads me to a what then. But I know that one of the things that is true is that it has to be true. It has to be true 
that I am capable of having a big, abundant, beautiful life where I'm financially provisioned for and I'm physically compromised and or physically limited, right? It has to be true because I just absolutely do not believe that the universe would or, oh, I don't, well, you see this happening to people, but I don't believe that I would be created to perish, right? And to not thrive. Like there's no way that I have such a signature in my spirit around thriving and abundance and then I'm unable to thrive. And I, I absolutely refuse to know that I am part of a limitless, abundant universe that operates within these the laws of reality, which are that it's life is both dark and light. We're both expansive and limited in our endowed capacity and that difficult things happen and there is suffering and suffering doesn't always get undone. There isn't always a happy ending. And I know that and I'm trying to keep myself from getting deeply attached to some outcome that is a happy ending because I don't think it's supportive of us as human beings <laughs> who live in the world that we live in, i.e. reality, to feel entitled to a happy ending because we absolutely are not. We are not. We are absolutely not entitled to a happy ending. But what we are capable of is making the most of what we have. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. How do I make the most of what I have so that I can have a great life? I know that a big signature for me is living as you. It is vitality. It is um, this deep connection to nature and this like mystical, I have a mystical relationship with nature where I, I can see so clearly how perfect it is and yet how supple and surrendered it is to the realities of existence. Sorry, you guys, you're going to hear a knock because I'm just stepping on the footrest on the chair and it's not the footrest obviously it's not designed for that but that is what we turned it into and like I look at nature and I marvel at um the courage to be so surrendered but it's not even courage it just is when I look at it it's so peaceful and that's all I want for myself is a peace within the realities of what my life is. And I think that's something that we all experience, right? Whether we, you know, grew up less intelligent than someone else. So maybe certain opportunities that we wish we had were, aren't available to us, but others are, right? That we then have to find differently when we overcome the narrative we had about what we thought our life would be. You know, some of us aren't as pretty as, you know, we wanted to be or don't have the bodies we thought we wanted or can't reproduce so we can't create the families and the we wanted to in the way that we wanted to. Um, I'm single. I don't necessarily want to be single. Who the fuck knows what it is that is going to take for me to be able to partner? I am not sitting here now saying my life is shit because I never figured out how to partner. I'm sad that, you know, it's still something that I'm working on, you know, and yes, you know, I had met a guy, quick micro update is, um, he had to take a step back because a family crisis happened. And I mean, we had only been talking for a month. So, you know, like, I had to be like, geez, you know, that really sucks for him and, you know, give him the space to go do that. And I just appreciate him so much for communicating it 
in a really wholesome way and being really thoughtful of my feelings, knowing that we were both catching feelings for each other. Um, but I honor him for the way that he handled pulling back, right? He's been a stand-up guy about it. So here we are now, again, on the other side of a situation where a person is not available to be with me. And I'm just like, well, why? Why has it happened again? I don't know. We haven't spent time looking at it. Maybe we will, you know, in therapy on Monday, you know, start to explore it. But what I know is that all of us are living lives with suboptimal outcomes all around us, right? But... I still believe that it's our endowment to thrive because within the reality of what life is, there is a making the most of it and being our truest selves and our most resourceful selves that rise up to what life is demanding of us with courage, wisdom, fullness, willingness, I think um, non-mitigation of self um, with, um, maybe optimism with a partnership mindset with the universe or whatever higher force one believes in, if one believes in one, you know, I think that that is possibly the bigger picture, the reason, right. Or or the bigger picture thing that we're all supposed to be trying to do. Right. And so I'm sitting here having had one of the, like a really tough week. It's not one of the toughest weeks I've had. I've had worst weeks. And I'm saying, okay, I have fighting spirit in me. I am so galvanized. That's why I'm here recording this thing. Even though I'm feeling ill and it's like, why is she sitting here recording a thing when she's feeling ill? Remember, this is actually supporting me emotionally in a big way because I'm getting to think and process through out loud, you know, what's going on. And my voice and hearing myself say things is very motivating for me. I've got a defined ego center, human design coming up. And so this is partly um, hearing my heart saying, but this is what I deserve. That's my endowment, right? That is my energy source. That is my motor energy that creates and manifests things for me through my throat center. And so I need to hear my voice saying, no, but I want a good life. No, but I, I, I deserve to have good things. And I, I, I refuse that I came here to have a small life. I may have a, um, the word that keeps coming is a compromised body, right? But I love that body and I still have great work to do and I can do great work because look at Steve Hawkins, right? There are so many people who are significantly more compromised than me and have left massive legacies on this world, right? On this earth. And so um, how do I get there, right? That's what I'm kind of working through. And I'm fighting for my right to do that. In my human design chart, I also have the gate of the fighter, which is gate 38. And gate 38 fights for your purpose. It says what is valuable and what makes my life meaningful. And I have the energy to fight for that for myself and for others. And I bring the energy to other people to fight for that for themselves. So part of what I'm doing right now, as I hear my voice, as I sit here so galvanized, is I'm fighting for my right to fulfill my person, my purpose and make my contribution to the world and have a life that feels good to me. I don't want to just be doing nice things for other people. I want to feel good in my life. I want to feel fulfilled in my life. I want to feel happy because I add so much value that I deserve to have value too, right? And there's another aspect in my human design chart that is also in my root center. It's right next to gate 38, 
which is um, gate 58. And gate 58, it, I think it is 58. Yes, it's gate 58. And it is the gate of vitality. And the gate of vitality is all about the joy of living. And this vitality for life that comes through being yourself and living your life as you in the most pure form possible and allowing that perfected form of living as you to translate into the vitality of being here, right? That is what makes life feel juicy and exciting. So in me is an endowment for living with energy, living with zest, living with passion. That's why you hear in my voice right now that I am so, I am so fired up. And so partly me doing this is revving me up and saying, babe, hustle, like get through this. Like even for anyone who's listening, you guys like, oh, fuck. Oh my God, I'm, I'm like emotional. All of a sudden, this wave of tears, when I started thinking of you guys, you guys are making me cry. Like anyone else who is having a hard time, hang in there. Because it is our divine right to have a good life, even within the limitations that our life may have, to find joy at that level, to find fulfillment at that level to be able to bring our amazing gifts and talents to the world because the whole reason we're alive is not just so that we can learn and grow and achieve our soul's conquest well our our soul's quest but so that we can also bring to other people the enablers and the support and the resources that they need to achieve their individual quest just as other people help us on our parts We have a right to have good lives. We have a right to be full, to be big, to to be able to use the gifts that are bursting out of us to bless people and to support people and to feel amazing. I I, I feel amazing when I'm doing amazing work, when I see my brain working, when I see my skills. I'm like, Tinji, you're a badass at this thing. Look at you. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to translate the potential I have in me into a reality that blesses me and impacts others. Like I have a right to fulfill my potential. And what I'm trying to figure out is what is the way in which I get to do that? And be the body I am. Be in the body I'm in, right? I am done rejecting my body. Like, I am not here to refuse and rebuke and force my body to heal and recover and overcome endo. No. My only job, my only desire for the relationship I have with my body is a relationship of love of compassion, of acceptance, of healing, of um, empathy, of creating safety for my body to be what it is. Because guess what my body is not doing? It's not sabotaging me. It's not killing my dreams. It is the body that I chose up there in Soul World, 
right? I chose this body. And I said I was going to come down and this was going to serve a purpose to expand me. So I want to do the expansion that is clearly being pulled from me to say that I can have a week of being ill and taking, I think next week I might have to take time off. I worked this week. I, I coached all my clients. I didn't cancel any sessions, but I might find myself having to cancel a session next week. I don't know because at the end of next week, I'll be going into my period and I cannot go into my period feeling this way because that will be a disaster. So what, how do I expand my mind to be able to hold the reality, both realities of A, I have a limited body and B, I have a big expansive vision for the impact that I want to have and that I'm capable of having and that I have begun to have in this life. Right, Because one thing that I'm not going to do is sabotage the impact I can have because I'm refusing to accept the body that I'm in and I'm refusing or I'm, I'm unable to expand my mind enough to be able to believe and understand and grasp that it is possible to be impactful in a reduced capacity body. And to, for me, if I can do that, a loosening is going to happen for me, right? And I, and I think I will, I will really, really courageously build a business. And I, and I have been slowly, like step by step, just moving towards the work I increasingly want to do, I increasingly want to do, right? Um, there's always going to be hygiene. You know, I, I mean, I need to make money, right? So there's going to be stuff that I need to do that's like not 100% exciting, right? But it's not going to be 80% of the work that I do, right? Um, but what I'm really holding myself in in a really loving way right now is, and, and what I'm asking and pulling from the universe right now is a request to help me to make this mental leap from... what I thought my life was going to be because of what I thought I had when I was younger, which was this limitless body. I obviously didn't because I kept burning out. So <laughs> I was just like failing to catch up with the reality that my body is not limitless, right? But I had significantly more energy than I have now. Catching up with that so that... If I need to make changes about the way that I'm living, if I need to make changes to, um, and I'm already making changes to my revenue model and business model, so that is in the works. But to say I trust, and I'm going to sit and I'm going to partner with the universe, I'm going to say universe. So, so when I have moments like these, I want this to be the last time that I'm fighting for my purpose, right? Because right now I feel like I'm fighting for my purpose. And I'm fighting for my purpose because I'm fighting for an understanding of how I get to have my purpose and have this body. I don't want to have to do this again. Where I'm like, oh my God, and the body is limited and the purpose is huge. No. right? And my purpose is to be me. That's the thing. Our purpose in life is to be ourselves. And so it is my divine right to be me. And so there is room in this world for me to be me, even in the body that I'm in. 
And so I'm also just sitting here and saying, let's be done so that I am less afraid when I get super sick, so that I am less devastated. Obviously, it is, it is such a toll on my mental health that I'm sick so much. The impact it has on my nervous system, on my mindset, on my psychology, it's draining, guys. It is so tiring. I mean, imagine being in intense pain every two weeks for more than a day, like two days minimum. It's a nightmare. Somehow I'm obviously strong enough to be able to do it because I'm doing it. But like right now, my nerves are frayed. And I'm just like, fuck, right? I want that to be the only thing I'm dealing with, right? And I think it's okay that I'm going to have, like I have moments where I'm like, oh, this is what it is. Let's breathe. Let's okay. We know it sucks. And I can manage my way through, right? And process through the emotions that arise um, when I'm in a lot of pain. And it's been happening very frequently. And right now, I don't have the resources because, I mean, I've had quite a tough run the past several months, right? So I'm worn down, right? My capacity to hold myself is has now depleted to almost zero, right? But one thing that I just don't want to have to come back to is this conversation around, is it possible for me to have a good life and have endometriosis? Like, I just really don't want to be dealing with this anymore, right? I want to I want to get to a place where I trust and believe and understand, you know, that spiritually I'm held, that um, the universe loves me, even as the universe is neutral towards me and sometimes is like not necessarily solving for trying to give me a good life. The universe still loves me and the universe still supports me and resources me. I have an amazing spiritual tribe that's out here for me, um, bringing me the things I need all the time, right? And so what I really want to be able to do is to say, that is done, and now I'm just handling the nervous system activation and the, you know, depression that can arise with most sufferers of chronic illness suffer from bouts of depression and anxiety, you know, frequently. And, you know, I know that I have a history of suicide, so I'm always holding that in my awareness as well and just like really managing myself. I think the risk of me failing myself is significantly low now relative to what it used to be um, because I am so fucking bored into this life. Like I have worked so hard to survive and to get this far. There is absolutely no way. There's no way I'm giving up. Like I am fighting for my right to have a good life and to be here and to gain what I came to gain out of this life. I am not going to leave this life before my time and I'm not going to be the one to pull the plug. I'm going to pull the plug when my soul says, yes, Tinge, we are satisfied. Well done in this life. That could be tomorrow. That could be in 20 or 50 years time. Who knows, right? But what I do know is that I'm here. I want to be here. And so I just want to have a place of trust when the pain arises, when, you know, things are, go- are hard where I'm like, I'm no, I'm not also like doubting my ability to like provide for myself financially and have a good life and have impact, right? At that time, all I'm doing is working on getting through the pain 
excuse me, and the emotions that have arisen um, as a result of chronic illness and, you know, lacking full capacity. So that's me, guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope there was something in here for you. It was super me-focused. Um, but I, I really am trusting that anyone who's chosen to tune in to this podcast has gotten a dose of encouragement for whatever it is you're facing. I mean, since I started talking about endo, the number of women that I've discovered who have endo, now I can imagine that if I had cancer, the same thing would happen. If I had any other illness or limitation, the same thing would happen, right? Um, like I've, I keep discovering more and more people who have been suicidal, right? And never spoke about it until I started talking about it. And so I hope that in hearing this, if you're someone who's just like, feeling the same way that you feel like you have a partner in arms and that there's someone who understands you you can holler at me on instagram i'll give you a hug um or if i decide to have a comment on the, how did you find this episode question you can reply the question and the problem yeah you can reply the question and i'll give you a hug right but at the end of the day like all i want to do is i want to keep coming back to fighting I never want to give up. And I believe that I can have a good life. It's already good in so many ways. I want to continue to be here and I want to see it through. And I want to see it through really, really well. So what is our card for today? I'm going to run <laughs> and grab. I'm trying to figure out if I should pause and then come back with a new recording but I'm just gonna run and get let me stop <laughs> I'll get the cards because I decided that I want to also do a card reading for you know um what is happening in this season you know and I know that if anyone is listening to this and resonating with it the card that I pull will be for you as well it won't just be for me so let me run my cards are right here I'm coming right back I'm not gonna pause this thing um I'm in my glorious little sunroom and the cards I've picked, I felt led to. Sorry, guys. I know I made noise with this professional mic that picks up every single sound. So sorry that I'm creating a lot of noise for your eardrums. But let me show you the card deck that I'm using. It's called The Hero's Journey. And... I hope you, Dream Oracle deck. And it is by Kelly Sullivan Walden. If anyone wants it, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send you the details or a photo. Um, there's such pretty cards and I'm going to do a little shuffle. So right now I'm just calling my guides to come and to bring a word of encouragement for me and for anyone who resonated with this episode and also needs it. Um, the card that I pull, I am trusting, will have a message that will be really relevant for you and for me. Um, and it will speak either to where we are in our journey or something we need to remember or a capacity, strength, resourcing that we have in us or around us and or around us to help us at this time. So the card at the top of the deck, pulled it. What is it? You've won the lottery. Wow. I don't think I've ever pulled... I've never pulled this card. Okay. You've won the lottery. 
Okay, that's the card, guys. Look at how beautiful that is. Look at the colors. You can pause and just take it in. And it says, you've won the lottery. Make room for wonderment. And it's number 38. And 38 in numerology adds up to 11, which adds up to 2. And 2 is a number of balance. Um, it's a number of relationship and duality. And there's just something there around um, partnership that I'm getting here. So let's see. What does the description have to say about this card, card number 38? Okay, card number 38 is in the stage of the hero's journey where the hero gets their reward, right? You've gone through trials and you've left on your journey, on your quest, you've gone through trials and tribulations, and then you've reached the magical elixir, and now you're getting your rewards. That's the stage that this card is in. And what it says is, there's a quote by Melody Beattie that says, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. Mm. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Guys, isn't that exactly what I've been talking about? About like acceptance and about... It turns what we have into enough and more. I mean, I needed to hear that. So the message is, if you think about it, you have an unending list of things for which to be grateful. In fact, if you could really see, you'd fall to your knees in absolute wonderment at the blessings in your life. The secret to having more isn't strategizing on how to get the green grass on the other side of the fence. Radical gratitude is about beholding the miracle of the grass growing on your side of the fence. To rise at a higher level, you may even add your challenges and struggles to your gratitude list. With radical gratitude, you realize you're more abundant than you ever could have imagined. You've already won the lottery. You may have thought radical gratitude would be a threat to your ambition, a bucket of ice on your fire to achieve more, but this is not so. Gratitude is magnetic. It will bring you the best things in life and give you even more to be grateful for in a never-ending upward spiral of awe. The mantra for this card is, I am an attractor being, magnetic to the best things in life. Food for thought, guys, because I am definitely not feeling it. So I've held up the card. If you're listening on Spotify, you can go and you can check it out and take a screenshot. It's so lovely. Um, this is encouraging me because what it's really saying to me is it's not about having more, more energy, a more capable body, but it's about understanding that I will magnetize to myself the level of abundance that matches my awareness of how much I energetically have. And I think that's the thing, right? Like when I'm thinking about what I spiritually have, ah, this feels like, oh, this feels, oh my gosh, I'm feeling, whew. okay. Hmm. Okay. The way that my um, spiritual intuition works and, and just my deeper knowing works is that I feel this, it's not physical sensation, but it's like an energetic swelling. That's like a knowing. And what happened just now, and it happened just now, as I was about to say that 
I am realizing that there is a scope that my physical body has and then there is a capacity of my energy and I have a big energy. You guys can tell, right? I mean, I'm always starting new things. I'm always taking up space. Anyone who knows me personally sees and feels the energy and you guys can feel it radiating through um, this podcast, right? And the thing that I forget is that that energy also creates things for me, also does work for me, also magnetizes things, also amplifies the physical energy that I have to create even more, right? And I see that when I think of, for example, the Abundant Leaders podcast and, you know, how much that podcast has done for me just because I've sat and said that I want to record, you know, conversations and episodes giving people, you know, wisdom for their leadership pathway and bringing to them inspiring leaders as um, stories of resilience and examples of courage and amazing leadership, right? And it's just that energy is having ripples that are bigger than I ever thought that it would have, right? When I started the podcast. And so I know my energy is big and I think, I think I might need to be more deliberate about saying, how do I not how do I quantify the true capacity of my resourcing as beyond my physical resourcing to include also my energetic footprint? Okay. With that, that's what I'm going to leave you with. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for hearing me out. And I wish you the best until we see each other next. This isn't the episode that I thought I was going to record coming back from my trip to Cape Town, but it is what was needed. Hugs and kisses. Until next time. Until next time is what I say on Abundant Leaders, but now I'm just saying it everywhere. I guess I will see you on the flip side. Take care and have a lovely beginning of Key December weekend because this is Friday and it is Friday, December the 1st. So we've got a lot of good stuff in store for us this holiday season. It is warm and I really feel settled after recording this and I feel settled and grateful for this lovely message that came to us from my spirit guides to all of us. And I just need to find a way to remember this. So that we don't panic again or fall into despondency and all that stuff. I mean, I'm human. It's fine. I'm not trying to be perfect. But I mean, this is already helping. This is really going to make it into my affirmation basket um, because I have felt a shift in this conversation. 